Hey friend, today we are talking again about creating a successful cleaning schedule um, and decluttering schedule. So how can we do this and break it down into a really manageable schedule for ourselves and our family? How can we share the workload and take off some of that thought work and keep it simple so that it doesn't stress us out? Okay. So some of the ways that I do that, again, last episode, I talked about setting my alarm for taking the trash out. I also have um, some of the other things that we need to do on a schedule, and I break those down by um, what needs to be done specifically. (laughs) So some of the alarms that I have set uh, or calendar reminders I have set are things like changing the air filters that needs to be done quarterly, seasonally, right? We need to do that every three months. We need to change the air filters. Sometimes we do those monthly. It just depends on what we have. So setting my alarm to remind me, change the air filters every three months. That makes it really easy for me to not forget it. I also have it broken down on my calendar so that I know every three months that we need to change our air filters so they don't get forgotten. And I have it written in my monthly column on my calendar. So for the month of December, March, June, September, like each of those months, they have it noted that we need to change the air filters. So that gets done. It doesn't get forgotten. Now I did delegate that responsibility to one of my children, My 16-year-old is fine on a ladder, unsupervised, and so she is capable of doing that all by herself. She knows how to clean the grates and stuff very well. She does it with the vacuum cleaner or a duster, gets it clean, puts the new filters in, and is fully capable of doing that unsupervised. So I've delegated that, but every month I remind her that it needs to be done on the month that it needs to be done. So that's on my reminders. It's also shared with her. So she gets an alert on her phone and she can do that all by herself. So those are the things they have, um, reminders. Those can be delegated. Those can be set up for days of the, or months. And what else needs to be done quarterly? What else can I delegate quarterly? Um, typically we are going through clothing every quarter. Um, how I break that down is, um, you know, we have each, you know, we have right before Easter, I want to pull out their spring stuff and see what dresses they have, um, what outfits they might have that could work for Easter. So I start that in March at the beginning of March, I start thinking about their seasonal clothes. I also typically pull out heavier winter stuff Um, in December or January, somewhere between (laughs) December 1st and um, January before they go back to school. We're looking for heavier coats, winter gloves, hats. Um, We don't typically get a lot of cold, cold weather here until late December. So that is kind of how I break it down for our family. So we do then by the end of May, So we have March and then by the end of May, I'm pulling out their summer stuff. So by June, they are ready for tank tops and lots of shorts. 
Um, but I've already pulled out their lighter weight stuff. I don't have their spaghetti dress sundresses out usually until June because they can't wear them to school. Um, you know, their smaller straps on their shoulders, that sort of thing. They don't pull those out until June, but the end of May, I'm pulling out swimsuits. And so any of the rest of their summer stuff gets pulled out then for our family. So then we are going to, again, go back through what they have out, um, pack up their heavy stuff. Obviously, right before um, Easter, we can pack up all of the heavy winter stuff. It's not going to most likely going to be a super cold day. Um, and again, when I pack stuff up, it literally goes in the bin at the top of their closet. It's not going far. So it's very easy for me to do this. And I can literally do it in just a few minutes. Um, again, quarterly, I'm going to do this again right before back to school. So usually end of July, early August, we are going through, well, usually August. I don't usually start it until August going through <laughs> their summer clothes and making sure they have some stuff for back to school. What do they have? Have they ruined all of their summer shirts? Are they stained? Do they have holes in them? Um, you know, what needs to be on the shopping list for back to school shopping to make sure they have enough clothing. And typically the schools are, um, pretty cold in the mornings when they go to school. So they want their jackets, their hoodie or something, um, on their arms. So they're not freezing going in from 85 degrees and then going into a 65 degree room is quite the shock. <laughs> We're cold when we go in there. So um, I do try to make sure that they have some layering pieces available and going through that in that August timeframe. I'm doing that again um, at the end of August, September, well, usually October. October, I've packed up all of their summer stuff, their tank tops. They do still have short sleeve shirts out, um, but I usually have by the October, I've packed up all of their shorts. They're all packed up. They're not wearing shorts again until spring. So those are some of the things that I have. <laughs> and then again, December, like I said, I pull out the winter stuff. So that at that point, I have gone through their stuff seasonally. That's It's more of seasonal as the seasons change. Um, but then we also have the quarterly stuff. And so it kind of runs into the quarterly seasonally. And I start thinking about it um, a couple weeks before it needs to be done. So I put it on my schedule, usually for the end of September or beginning of October, just depending on when their school season hits and where we're living. If we're in Virginia, September, it gets cold at night. Um, when we're, we've, since we've moved to North Carolina, I don't typically do that until October. It's a lot warmer. Um, it doesn't get really cold here. There's no snow <laughs> until later. So those things have been broken down quite nicely so that it doesn't cause a lot of stress and so that it doesn't, um, get neglected on my responsibilities list. I'm also taking note of the things that they have ruined that need to be replaced. You know, have they stained, ripped, torn, um, destroyed any of their clothing pieces? Do we have coats for the winter? Do we have um, long pants? Are they still in the same size? Do we need to repurchase or purchase the next size on shoes? Where are we? What needs to be done? All of that stuff falls into our 
um, seasonal or quarterly section there. And then again, other things that fall into the quarterly or seasonal um, schedule is going to be um, cleaning under the the oven, pulling out the dryer and the refrigerator and really giving behind all of the appliances a good scrub down. I typically do a good deep clean in the bedrooms um, quarterly as well. So we move the beds away from the walls. We give them a good scrub down. We are cleaning behind the dressers, giving the furniture a polish. You know, what are the deep clean things that need to be done quarterly? Conditioning the leather furniture, um, <laughs> dusting really well on all of, in each space. That needs to be done either monthly or quarterly. Um, just depending on the dust level in your home, some homes really need it on a monthly or weekly schedule, um, typically monthly. But um, some of them get stretched out, just busy lifestyle, and those things just don't get done. But if I put it on my list, I'm more likely to remember to do it, and it won't be six months, and I haven't dusted the room, <laughs> and the bookshelves won't have, and the, the fan, the ceiling fan won't have an entire layer of disgust on it <laughs> by the time I get to it. So making sure that you have a, a list of the things that need to be done seasonally or quarterly in your home, um, like the air filters, cleaning under the appliances, giving the rooms a deep scrub, dusting behind the headboard of your bed, like vacuuming your mattress. Like these are things that need to be done quarterly. Um, vacuuming under the sofa cushions, that doesn't need to be done daily, weekly, unless you have toddlers that eat on the sofa, then probably does. <laughs> but most households, we can move that back and do it quarterly or seasonally, right? Um, typically, after my kids go back to school, I have a little bit more time freed up that I can do a little bit more of that sort of thing in my home. Um, but also in the summer when they're home or on break, they can do it. They're the ones who ate and spilled on the couch anyways. They can scrub behind their bed. Help me move that furniture. <laughs> These are things that we do seasonally or quarterly. So however it works best for your brain and your household and your family. But I'm telling you, if those things are not on your list, you're not going to think about them until it's been six months. Like, are you changing the batteries in your smoke detector? Like, what are the things that need to be done every quarterly, you know, every year, um, seasonally, quarterly? Put those things on your list. Set in a reminder on your phone. Set a, an alarm for the things that need to be done on a recurring basis. Um, anything that needs to be done monthly, your phone can set that alarm and have it recur for you the daily stuff, weekly stuff. Like I need those reminders because I get so involved with the things that I'm doing. Like I'm, my mind is so in it that I need that reminder on Monday to get the trash out or it will not be thought about. If that alarm doesn't go off, oops, it's going to be an overflowing garbage bin week. Um, and we have done that before. <laughs> In fact, I have a picture of my son, my sweet, beautiful boy, who was told to take the trash out to the street, told me he did it, did not, in fact, do it. Um, and so I had him walk that trash can 
all the way around the block because the trash people had not left the neighborhood yet. They were still in another cul-de-sac. And so (laughs) he rolled that bin up there and he waited for them to dump it. And then he brought it all the way back home. That was not fun. I rolled up there with the car to make sure he did it and waited for it, but it was already overflowing. I could not wait another week. We were not going to, you know, what am I going to do with the garbage a whole week in and we haven't had it emptied? Like it's already full from last week's stuff. We cannot miss the garbage pickup. There's too many of us. (laughs) We go through the garbage here. So it is something that I have to do. And he learned his lesson that day when I tell him to take the trash out, like he's doing it now. But I have a picture of him rolling the garbage bin, a full garbage bin down the street from where I had made him take the trash to around the block and wait for the garbage trucks that we could still hear picking up garbage on another street in our neighborhood. And he waited and he had it done and he, he took care of it, but he was not happy about it. So The next time I asked him to take the trash out, he made sure he got it to the street. (laughs) So those are things that, I mean, goodness, that's a deadline that I don't want to miss. Like it's really a problem if we miss it. So um, making sure that I'm reminded of those things is really important. And I don't want to be hard on my kids, but also that is a big deal. It is a big deal to have trash not fitting in the garbage bin outside. I don't have another option. What am I going to do? I don't have anywhere to take it. It's going to be $10 per load, big or small at the dump. And I don't, it's 20 minutes to get to the dump. I don't want to do that. That's not something I want to do. (laughs) Ask a neighbor to borrow a trash can for the week. You know, that's just, and it it just, it's just something I don't want to have to do. So setting those reminders has been a huge help as an alarm on my phone or a reminder alert that I need to prioritize it. So anything that's going to need to be on that list, please, mama, make sure you get that on your list and then delegate it if you can, because you don't have to do everything that needs to be done. Your children are fully capable of helping you with so much stuff that you carry on your shoulders as your responsibility, because you're not giving them the opportunity to show you that they can do it and giving them the time to learn and make mistakes now while they're young. Do it. It's worth it. It is so worth it. They feel so proud of themselves. Like, honestly, when my youngest was two and I had another child set to clear the table, she showed me real quick that she was going to be able to do it and she was going to do it before they got the chance. And she did. Um, Unloading the dishwasher, she at one and a half was wanting to unload the dishwasher. So she was responsible for putting the silverware away when it was time to unload the dishwasher and the plastic stuff that went in the bottom drawer. Like she could do that easily on her own. And she wasn't even two and she wanted to help. She wanted to wipe the table and even, um, I have a a picture in my phone of my son when he was younger than two, he had climbed up into the pantry gotten the Rice Krispies cereal, spilled it all over the floor, all the way to the table and poured himself a bowl. Well, he made the mess. He got the vacuum and he got to clean it up all by himself. Um, Of course, I followed up to make sure it was done fully. (laughs) We weren't stepping in making um, Rice Krispie dust all over the floor, but making sure that they are able to use the skills that they have and doing things on their own, giving them the responsibility of doing that 
is so good for them. Like they're so proud of themselves. And after he cleaned up the the spill of the cereal, he took that over and he started vacuuming under the cushions on the couch as well. He wasn't even two and he's over there doing that by himself. Like, I mean, give them an opportunity and they will show you they're capable. Just because they're little doesn't mean they can't do something. So give them the opportunities to do things to help. Yes, my daughter who was not even tall enough to see into the silverware drawer, all she did was take it from the dishwasher and drop it into the correct drawer. I had to go and fix the things and put them in the the divided sections of the silverware tray. But she did her part and she was beaming the whole time so proud of herself for being able to help. Give them the opportunity. Take some of that workload off your shoulders. You don't have to do everything and it doesn't have to be done perfectly to be done. Okay. So stop that perfectionism. Just do, uh, just do it so that it's better than it was. That's all we have to do. How can we make an improvement? We can do it a little bit at a time. And if you're feeling overwhelmed with all of the clutter and stuff, grab a grocery bag, a garbage bag, take it around with you. And just as you are putting the dishes away and you see a dish that you still haven't used and it's been six months or a year and you haven't touched it yet, go ahead and put that in the donate bin. Let someone else have it. Let it be a blessing to someone else. You don't need to keep stuff just because you have it. It's nice and you never use it. Maybe you never use it because you have little children, but you're planning on having more little children. Well, honey, you don't need to keep it for 10 years before you can use it. Go ahead and let someone else use it. I promise you will feel better knowing that it's being used than seeing it in your cabinet sitting around untouched. Like that feels guilty. Like I I feel so guilty. Like just, oh, I haven't done it yet. Like it just, it, it just makes me feel bad about myself when I see stuff in my cabinets that I haven't used in a long time. So guess what I started doing? I started using my crystal wedding gift bowl for chips when we had nachos. I just poured the whole bag of chips in the in the bowl. You know, beautiful crystal bowl. And it hasn't been broken. I've been doing this for 10 years now. And it's still looking good. It's supposed to be like a salad bowl or something. But shoot, it works beautiful for chips. It makes me happy to see it. I feel good about it. I just make sure I don't put it in the dishwasher. I hand wash it out really quick, but it just had chips in it. It was salt and crumbs. It's fine. It's not something that's going to be a big deal. It takes me like two minutes to wash uh, and put away. Wash, dry, put away. It's like a minute and a half. So what can you do to use those things or let them go? If you're really not going to use it and it's just something that's sitting around, I got rid of my wedding china because I only had a plate serving, one plate serving plus an extra plate. And I felt bad every time I saw it. So I went ahead and got rid of it. I think I just donated it. Um, it wasn't really enough for me to go out of my way to find a place for it. And so it was just easier to take that stress off my plate. I had multiple little children that were taking up my responsibility, time and energy and mental load. Like that, all of my mind was on taking care of my family and my home. And that was something that I just kept moving around from place to place. Every time I saw it, I felt bad. Um, I don't need anything that makes me feel like that in my home. When I'm doing my best and giving my all every single day to keep these babies alive and to keep food on the table and to keep my house going, 
um, serving others and loving my family well, like these, I don't need anything that makes me feel that way. So I let it go. And you know what? I haven't missed it. I don't feel bad about it one bit. Yeah, I'm disappointed. I I signed up for it, but honestly, I'm not going to use anything that needs hand washing on a regular basis. So why bother? Um, you know what? What are some things that you can do to repurpose? I I'm using my grandmother's teacup that from her first set of china that she ever bought, her porcelain set, and I have it in my popcorn in as a scooper for my popcorn. I'm going to get another one for my rice. I just haven't done it yet. I need to go and wash it so I can use it in as a rice scooper. It's like the perfect measurement too. So, you know, what are some things that you can do to repurpose them or just let them go? Declutter it and don't feel bad about it. I'm not one to polish silver, but I love the look of it tarnished. I love it. (laughs) So I have a tarnished tea. I have tarnished silver Um, and I use it in my kitchen. I love it. It just looks so beautiful, but I don't want to be weighted down with things that I'm not using because it, there's too many other things for me to worry about. So I want you to do the same thing as well. I want you to let go of anything that makes you feel bad or negative or guilty or shamed or burdened because someone else wants you to have it and it's not something that's special to you. You don't need any of that weight on your shoulders and in your life. So put that in the donation bag and let it be someone else's blessing because I guarantee you whoever found that stuff at the, at the donation center, at that charity shop, they were so excited to find such great quality stuff. Okay. So don't burden yourself with it. Know that it will bless someone else and it will take that burden off of your shoulders. It's worth it. I love you so much. Come join me in the Facebook group if you wanted to share anything or talk about this episode. I will take a picture of my grandmother's teacup in with our popcorn and rice as soon as I get that in there later today. I hope you have a wonderful week. I cannot wait to hear from you. And if you think you have a friend or somebody, share this episode. This That is one way that it blesses me, as if you share it and someone else gets to listen to. Each one of those downloads makes my heart sing with happiness, knowing that I have impacted someone somewhere. I love you so much, and I'm so grateful for you and that you took the time out of your day to listen to this podcast. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. We'll be back with more on how to simplify your schedule, and create more efficiency in your home. Love you so much. Bye. Hey friend, thanks for listening to this episode of the SOS Mom Show. I hope that you have been inspired and feel less overwhelmed and able to take on your projects at home after listening to this show. If you want more of the behind the scenes and to connect with me, you can find me in the Facebook group at the SOS Mom Show, that's in Facebook groups, or email me at hello at the SOSmom.com. I will be there waiting to answer your questions and to help you simplify, organize, and style your home and your life. I am praying for you. I hope you have a blessed day. I'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?